All right, here we go. This is it. Episode number 134. 134, No Laugh Track Podcast. My name's Justin Severson, the host. Thank you for uh, downloading, streaming, however you're getting this. Uh, and also thank you to Circle of Heat for letting us play their music, as always, at the beginning of the show there. You can check them out. Like you can check us out on Facebook and all that. Back for a third time. Third time. And I couldn't believe it's been over a year, uh, but it has been. Jackie Cation's back. I am. Hello and welcome to me. Yeah. It was How am one, I doing? It was I'm Eps, good. Ep 75 was the last time you were here. Oh, is that it? Yeah. You've just been cruising along. Mm-hmm. It was pre, uh, this will make an excellent horror crux. Oh, right, because I was, I was just doing, I, I was going to record it here mm-hmm. and shoot it here mm-hmm. um, with Ryan, and we did. We did a four camera HD shoot here at the Acme Comedy Company. This will make an excellent horror crux. We shot... Three. We videotaped three shows, and then we audiotaped all five. And then I came out in March with, or April, I forget, I think, um, the album and the DVD are both available. And it's uh, for $5 download, because Louis C.K. Uh, set the price point, because he has 100,000 fans. <laughs> and the yeah, rest of us... you can't go more than him, can you? No, no, they're just like, oh, you think you're worth more than Louis C.K.? And you're like, no, no, I don't. He, I guess I'll take five dollars. That's right. And uh, he couldn't have said it at ten. Nope. No, he could not. He did not. There should be be some sort of class action suit against him. Even <laughs> other comics. It's uh, he's uh, you know, he's an amazing writer and an amazing comic. But he, by his own admission, he's not always thinking uh, about. Business. And he's incredible. Yeah, he's incredibly supportive of. I was going to say he's not always thinking of the little guy. That's wrong. That's not true at all. He is thinking of the little guy mm-hmm. in stand-up comedy. Anyway, he's constantly mentioning like weird, obscure comics that nobody knows about. That you're like, oh, she is great, and that was nice of him. He mentioned Laura House at uh, at, at some award ceremony. He said, you know, one of my favorite comics is Laura House, and Laura House. Is a great comic. Okay. She's genuinely, she was on a, a short-lived show on MTV in the '90s called Austin Stories, hmm. and it was a uh, it was it was a slackery, swingery kind of thing about slackers living in Austin, Texas. And she is from Texas, as was Howard Kramer and Chip Pope, and the three of them were in this uh, this show for MTV. Oh, Howard Kramer. Uh, uh, Blue suede shoes or whatever he is. Uh, it's Johnny. Dragon Boy suede. Yeah, Johnny Boy suede or whatever. Yeah, that's him. <laughs> Have that's a him. summer. Have a summer. Yeah. And yeah, so Howard Kramer, Laura House, and uh, Chip Pope. Chip Pope's a great comic, too. Yeah. They're, they're, all, they're all really good. Uh-huh. Uh, well, since we are since we brought up Louis C.K., let's talk about we uh, mentioned it briefly before we were recording. Yeah, he gave an awesome shout out to Acme Comedy Company. To Acme Comedy and Louis Lee, whose name he spelled incorrectly, even though it's spelled the same way as his own. <laughs> I didn't think about that. You're yeah, right. somebody tweeted that, and I was like, "You're right." <laughs> Him and Louis Lee spell their first name uh-huh. exactly the same, but he went L E W I S like Louis, um, like Louis Black. Right, 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 right. And what we're talking about is the, uh, of course, the snowstorm that wasn't really as far as right. New York is. Right, right. They missed New York City. Um, Slam New England. They got two feet in some spots. Yeah, yeah. Like like everyone expected to. Yeah, and Louis was supposed to do a uh, show at Madison some, Square Garden. Yeah, setting some record at Madison Square Garden. Yeah, had to cancel, and then sent out an awesome email to his fans mm-hmm. uh, saying I had to cancel and. 
my new special, my new $5 special, because Jackie Cation is also doing them at 5 now. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know that he's doing... I think that one is free on Netflix. So bring it down a notch, Louie. Yeah, give it away at this point. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah, so then in this email, he had high, he had really high praise for Acme and mentioned our guy, Louis Lee, the owner here. Yep. Who is yeah, the he, he mentioned how great... Uh, Acme was and how great Lewis is. And then he mentioned a bunch of other places. And then he talked about the Comedy Store because he shot his new special at the Comedy Store in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. which is owned by Mitzi Shore, Paulie Shore's mom, yeah. and uh, is now being run by Paulie Shore. And I never go there. I'm drawn to it because, like, Mark Marin goes there and other people are going there now. Uh-huh. Um, but it's gross. It's always gross. You always feel like there's a waitress who's being coerced into a blowjob somewhere in that building. Oh, really? In that building, someone <laughs> is being sexually harassed or assaulted is what I think. I'm not saying that is happening because that, of course, would be libelous. And uh, But it has a horrible vibe, a Creep Factor 12 vibe yeah. for me. It doesn't mean, but there's another part of me because Marin and and Louis C.K. go up there that as a comic who is like, well, I could, I could, I want to go wrestle those people into right. submission, and I don't, I, I shouldn't want to do that because what, who, who am I proving that to? That's like drinking coffee at the coffee, for me. <laughs> That's like proving to the coffee I can drink three pots of coffee a day and still sleep at night, which I was doing for a little while, and then I realized. Hey, crazy. Uh, coffee doesn't care if you drink it. Uh, <laughs> Comedy store doesn't care if you perform at it. So, um, not, weird analogy. You, anyway. You don't like live across the street or anything. and You have to go out of your way to skip this place. Oh, no. That's the other thing about it is uh, the Laugh Factory and the Comedy Store don't have parking. Oh. So, it's always, it always costs me $20 to do a set at the Comedy Store. I don't want to pay to do stand-up comedy at this point. It's uh, no. really at any point. You really shouldn't have to because there's open mics and there should be free parking if you're willing to hike in. And, um, you know, I'm in my 40s. I'm not willing to hike in. You want to bike it over there? Well, there's, uh, well, I live in the Valley and it's right on Sunset Boulevard. So there's three comedy clubs, right? Uh, Maine in downtown, in, in Hollywoody, right? Okay. There's the Comedy Store, there's the Laugh Factory, and there's the Improv. The Improv's the only one that has parking. Hence... Jackie Cation goes up to the improv <laughs> uh, because I'm a grown-up lady that needs parking. Yeah. The Laugh Factory, those guys charge comics to go watch the show, the last I heard. I don't I don't know if that's still true. Oh, but wow. Yeah, which is gutsy stuff, Jamie. <laughs> which is that guy's name. I'm, I'm naming names. I like I'm, it. I'm, I'm pulling an Andy Kindler. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah, no, throw kidding. down. <laughs> do you want to go troll people on Twitter next? Uh, I don't I don't know if he's looking for trouble or if he isn't, or if they're looking at him for trouble, or if he's just because he has been all over Twitter. He's been talking it. He's been just going, you guys. He's mad at Bill Maher because Bill Maher has made some sweeping statements about Muslims and mm-hmm. Islam, mm-hmm. and because that's what Bill Maher does. Bill Maher is a button pusher, mm-hmm. and so he is often on the side of right because he's relative. He's socially very liberal. Yeah, I guess in. Everything except for Islam. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't like. He thinks he hates religion. I think that that's been established. Absolutely does. And uh, he doesn't like anyone who has any sort of a god uh, character in their life, um, which seems uh, meddlesome. Seems like, hey, what do you care, Nosy Magoo? Exactly. What are you the co- What are you the police? Uh, religion you a, police. You, you got a nose problem? Is uh, none of your beeswax? <laughs> 
I agree with you there. Why 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 ruin somebody else's? Yeah, Unless who cares? it's affecting you. So doesn't matter. Yeah. It was one of my father. My father uh, has been in the hospital a lot this year, and seventy-eight. He's fighting it. He's fighting the good fight. But uh, he he was at one point. He said to me, "Do whatever you want." And I uh, and I said, "Do you mean in life or here at the hospital, Dad?" And, uh, and he goes, "Both." He said, "You should always just do what you want." And I said, "Yeah, if it doesn't hurt anybody, you should do what you want." And he goes, "Even if it hurts somebody." Oh. And I was like, "Gutsy stuff." That's an inside your head voice, Dad. <laughs> but you think that was a do what I did or do what I didn't do? Oh, my father yeah. has always done almost entirely what he wanted. Yeah. He, you know, he, the thing about my dad is I'm the youngest of six and he was fiscally responsible for us. And he was, he, he did, he did some parenting, uh, but it was, he tried to have the, you know, he would, he's a big fan of you want, you should find something you like. Like, he liked women and gambling, for example. Okay. Uh, you might want to pick something a little less harmful to those you're married to. And, yeah. uh, but mm-hmm. it's, uh, but if you like, you know, I like a latte. I like to purchase a latte or a fancy coffee drink every day. Sure. He would say, why not? Yeah. Find, you'll find another five bucks. It'll be fine. Just find $5 a day to do that, and it'll be fine. My dad's a huge fan of finding $100. You only, when you're a child, you only ask one time. Where someone finds $100. Because you don't want to know. You don't no. want to know. No. No. My mind went so many places when you said that. Exactly. <laughs> the mind. Yeah, uh, it's, so it's Wednesday. You had a show last night. Right. How Tuesday was it? night. It was a lovely, lovely crowd. Over 100 people, I'm, I'm told, on a Tuesday. It's good. And plus, it's like 35 degrees out, which is nice. So 35, 40 degrees. So people are... Wrangling people indoors. In January in 35 degrees isn't easy, always. Right. Well, I mean, I think it's easier when it's like... 12. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, people are like, well, fine. We'll drive. We'll get there. We'll go inside. We'll have a couple of beers. We'll go home. And um, 35, 40, people are like, no, it's fine. Yeah. I don't care. And uh, I'm willing to stay in at my house and watch television. So you, you it was know, nice. This, this is, I don't know how you'll take this. It's kind of sad, but it's, uh, but it, it may, may have been to your advantage. Here's the thing. Last night, I didn't really have anything going on. Could I have come here and seen the show and got in for free? Mm-hmm. I could have. You work here. Did, you, exactly. You, you have employee privileges. Mm-hmm. I got the Acme sweatshirt on right now to prove right it. Right now. Yeah. They got a hoodie? Uh-huh. They got a zip hoodie? Yeah. Only for em- employees. Mm. So. Uh, but uh, So I didn't come here last night, even though I could have. But you know right. what I did? What'd you do? Paid $5 and downloaded. This will make an excellent Horcrux. Oh, did you? I did. How was the download? Because it's at allthingsrecords.com. Mm-hmm. That's where I went. And... Uh, if you go to allthingscomedy.com slash Jackie Cation, Jackie Cation, by the way, all lowercase. If you capitalize my name, you will get an error page. Oh. Weird. Weird. Weird, allthingscomedy.com. It's, that's the Bill Burr Al Madrigal uh, podcast uh, uh, network. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that what, that's what my podcast, The Dork Forest, is on. And they were like, we're looking for content. We want to put out albums and help comics get their stuff out. And I was like... Do you want to do one of those $5 downloads? I have a video. Because I was told to do this, this filming of the Horcrux, because I was told, you know, Netflix and Hulu, they're looking for content. Right. Everyone's looking for content. I was like, are they? Are they looking for content? So far, they are not. They are not looking for my content, which is fine. Um, because you know, I, 
I thought I knew that it was still available for purchase, and I thought, well, maybe. Yeah. My first search was, I wonder if by now it's made it to Netflix. No, no, it's. Uh, I have DVDs that I sell at the shows, and those are twenty dollars. But you can use it as a coaster. You can rip it and give it to, or you can just do a five dollar download. But um, there is a there's a production company that has sort of a Hulu Plus Netflix contract that they've been they've been funneling all oh. the specials from comics at my level yeah. into Netflix and all that stuff. And they have the worst deal for the comics. Oh, really? Yeah, they sent me a contract. They're like, we'll sell it to Hulu Plus. And also in that contract, they were also going to cut it up into chunks and sell it to like Verizon and airlines. And they would get to do that. Hmm. And, you know, well, the first time you read a contract, uh, something I learned from my father, just uh, skim it for dollar signs. And I did. No dollar signs. What? No money was offered to me by huh? this production company, this, this go-between. It was going to be the honor of me having them distribute it. And then they would own it for 10 years. Jeez. You know what that is? Seven years too long, at least. Yeah. And, uh, and they were going to get to chop it up into parts and sell it and do whatever they want with it. And I was like, I called my manager and I said, well, this is insulting actually and yeah. she said that's just the first offer don't worry about it as the first offer and i said okay well here's my counter offer uh they can have it for three months but i'm going to need a hundred grand in unmarked bills in paper bags and uh and i said now that we've both said ridiculous things right. out loud why don't we talk about something real like they could at least pay for the cost that it cost me to shoot it yeah and they could they could just sell it to hulu and not Netflix and because they also Apple TV and Roku they were going to sell it to all of them right and I wasn't going to see Dime One for ten years but that was it was going to be exciting because people would have access to it turns out people have access to the internet yeah mm. wow that's surprising and I here. would not have been allowed to sell it at uh, my own shows the DVDs your own copies yeah my own copies <laughs> that I printed a thousand of and so uh, I decided not to. And I decided to just have it. I mean, I hope you liked it. Yes, absolutely. And the reason why I... Well, first of all, I want to say that uh, you'll love how dorky this is. So I, download, <laughs> I downloaded yeah. it onto my uh, laptop. Okay. Uh, was Wanted to watch it with my fiancé. Um, then I needed to put it on, on a DVD. Oh, you, did, you don't have Chromecast? Uh, I'm not, I don't even know how to do that. I asked my... Because oh, you could just throw it from your computer to, to a I, television. You know what? And I asked my, to, I asked yeah. Ashley that. I was like, do, I, do you know if I can, we can watch from here to there? She said, I don't know. I'm like, I don't want to spend the time looking it up. Right, right. Don't worry. Yeah, don't worry about it. So I went, so I found a, a burnable DVD, popped that in the machine. I was going to, just going to burn a DVD and then watch it on a DVD yeah. player. My DVD uh, I had wouldn't record. Then... Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I remembered that for Christmas, my uh, Ashley, my fiance, her mother got me a. Uh, she bought me two little uh, thumb drives. One is Darth oh, right. Vader, and one is C three PO. Oh, they're just USB sticks. USB sticks. I thought when I got these from her, I never use these things. Why? I mean, great right? thought. I love Star Wars. It's like, I mean, I really appreciate the the thought of the gift. Sure. I'm never going to use these things. And how many gigs are they? Uh, eight. Oh, that's Each. perfect. So I used the C-3PO one for your special <laughs> and then brought it upstairs and watched it on the big screen. Oh, there you go, because you can just put the USB into your television? Yes. Then you can do Chromecast. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah, and that's awesome. So when you put that DVD, when you put that USB stick into the back of your television, mm -hmm. does it pop up? 
Because you have a smart TV, yeah. and it just mm-hmm. pops up and goes, do you want to watch this thing that yep. just got new mm-hmm. hardware just got added? Yep. That's awesome. Isn't that cool? That is cool. Yeah. And now the uh, and this will prove that I watched it, because the at the beginning <laughs> and end, you have a little narration. I know it. I know it. I and added, one of the things you say on there is, get out of your house. Go see, you know, this is oh, good. Go see, this is great, which is one of the things Netflix didn't like about it. Okay. They were like, don't tell people not to watch Netflix. Honestly, Jack, I thought you were talking to me. Like, yeah, okay, I, yeah, I could have gone to the club. I just wanted to stay Turns home. out I'm right here. Yeah. I'm right here in the club. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was... Uh, it was that, and then I, then I, uh, the DVD. If you get the hard copy of the DVD, there's a bonus track on it, which is the Thursday night show of me choking, oh, of no. me forgetting what the next bit is. Oh no! And it's just like a two or three minute clip of me just going. I wonder what, I wonder what I was going to talk about. <laughs> Maybe I, we got a choice, and then I say to the audience, "We have a choice. I could either walk back behind these curtains." Uh, connected to the stage and go look at my notebook or we can stand here and stare at each other until I remember. And then I take the mic and I go backstage into there and I was like, oh, there's my notebook. Oh, I see what I was going to oh, talk really? about. So I come back out and I, st- uh-huh. and I finish the show. But I just did that as a, what are they? They're DVD extra. That's yeah. that's the DVD extra. Okay, I like it. So. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Yeah, no, the uh, the whole process, I have to say, was uh, was very painless in buying that thing. Oh, that's great. Five bucks. I use PayPal. Yeah, you can use PayPal, you can use Amazon, Mm -hmm. and it's five bucks. I get about four bucks per, because uh, All Things Comedy doesn't take any of it. Nice. Uh, The only people that take any money is either PayPal or Amazon, and then this company called Payloads, uh, because of the secure nature of it and the and the downloading and to make sure you can only download it like three times or something, Payloads charges like almost seventy five cents a a thing, which is fine. Yeah, and. They do a nice job. So, um, which is, uh, yeah. So I'm, but I'm glad you. I'm glad you liked it. I'm, mm-hmm. pr- I'm proud of it. I was number four on the Washington Post. The, it was a don't w- think t- I top don't ten comedy that. albums. Don't think I don't have that written down right here. Oh, do you? Yeah. It was. Uh, let me. Number, just, let it me was find number that. four out of. It was number four out of eleven. So I, I don't know how to put it so it would sound the best. Oh, I see what you're saying. <laughs> you know, this is the top saying. five on, on Washington Post has a has an entertainment website that's pretty popular, like io9, but it's called vulture.com. Yes, yep. Yeah, and uh, it was the, one of the top five comedy specials of the year. Yeah, that's nice. what I'd say, top five. Yeah, that's what I'd say. That's a good idea. Five was Nick Vatterot. Mm-hmm. Three, Bill Burr. Two, Hannibal Burris. One, Chelsea Peretti. Peretti. Yeah, for Chelsea, Jackie Cation. For Jackie Cation. Chelsea Peretti's. I haven't seen Chelsea Peretti's. Uh, I love her. She's a great comic. And, of course, Bill and Hannibal are great. I've never, never heard even of heard of Nick. Oh, I have. <laughs> yeah, how crazy is that? Where's he out of? I have no idea, but I saw him once. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he was funny. Yeah, what's his name again? Nick Vatterot. Check that out, Americans. Mm-hmm. Check it out. Or people of the, of the of, this is international, I bet. Oh, you know it. Yeah. Our numbers in Iceland are huge. <laughs> I don't know what it is about Iceland, but they listen to a lot of podcasts. I, I, yeah. Have I, you I, seen I, that, actually? Because yeah, I, I have, too. Yeah. <laughs> Why is that? Well, it's Iceland. <laughs> it's probably a lot of downtime. So that, you know, that review has got to be awesome. Yeah, that that was that review was great. And then the HuffPo. Uh, did you see the Huff Puffy yes. Nibbles thing? That yes. was nice. Let's yeah. talk about that. Yeah, that's Art Levine. He writes for a bunch of different uh, publications, and he is a he's, he, a huge comedy nerd, and so he's super supportive of a lot of different comics. And so he likes me, and Sue Costello, and Aaron Foley, mm-hmm. 
and who else? There was two others, I think. Well, yeah, uh, yeah. Erin Foley's one of my favorite comics right now. It's uh, I don't know if you know her. She's been on Conan twice in the last year and a half, and I do know the, who that is. Yeah, short-lived Arsenio Hall show. Mm-hmm. Super silly, super smart. People should get out if you get a chance to see Erin Foley. She's great. So is there going to be? So I, I saw this thing, and it, this this first. It seems like there's a series. These this guy's going to write. Yeah, it said part one. Yeah, right? that's yeah. weird. I know. So I, is the next one going to be about you, or do we know? Or I don't know. Because this that's, one was more. He didn't interview me. It about, was about Sue. Yeah, Sue Costello. It was pretty. It was pretty much about Sue. Well, the other names were Kate. Oh, Kate Berlant. Berlant. Yep. Okay. Josie Long. Josie Long. Yeah. And then you and Aaron Foley. Those are the names. That oh, that's mentioned. it. Okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I wonder I wonder what the rest of the art. Please email me. Jackie at JackieGation.com. <laughs> Everyone can email me <laughs> if you'd like. Yeah. I table was, goal. I, did a, I was doing a search in your name. Like, well, look at this. We're freaking brand new. Right. Just popped up. Yeah, just yesterday or day before. It was pretty great. Very and cool. I, I just spent... Three weeks in New York doing all the sort of the cool shows there. I did. There's a new a newish club called the Stand, okay, and that is over on Third Avenue, and it's awesome. It's such a good club. Um, I mean, I like the New York Comedy Club or Stand of New York or whatever the hell that is <laughs> up on Seventy Second and Broadway. I get them mixed up, and because uh, they there's two clubs. One has New York in the beginning. One has New York in the end. Mm. One is Stand Up New York. One is New York Comedy Club. I can't remember. I like Gotham a lot too, though I didn't get to. I didn't, you know, when I I went to New York, I was going to go for three weeks, and I didn't, I didn't really contact any of the clubs. And luckily, you know, I have friends. I was like, "Well, what clubs are you going up at?" And uh, they're like, "Well, here's the guy for New York Comedy Club, and here's the guy for the Stand." And the Stand was wonderful. It's just it's a newish club, and it's they're super supportive to the comics. The audience, there's no two drink minimum. You just go and hopefully have a Much couple. Much like of, here, right? You just come to the show, you pay for the show, and then hopefully you have a couple of drinks. You tip decently, and damn right, you Butter. get the hell out. Yeah, and uh, and he had a good time. So it was really great. So you went out there with very little scheduled, or no? I had a, well, I had uh, all the all the like the alti shows scheduled. There's a boatload of like theaters and bars and coffee shops and much like in Los Angeles, and those are really fun for me to do because they're ten fifteen minute sets, and you can work on all the new stuff you're doing. Yeah. So, like last night when I did the show, I got out on stage and I was like, you know, I haven't done an hour. <laughs> in a month and so i said to the audience i was like well i don't know where i'm gonna start because i I should have written a set list a lot of people write a set list i've heard of that yeah what the <laughs> heck and especially if they haven't done the long set in a long time yeah. they, it's not a bad idea yeah. so everybody had a good time and it was fun and uh but i started with the brand new stuff that i was working on in new york which is always the some of the funnest stuff mm-hmm. and then and then I just did my favorite material, and then an hour went by very quickly, and then I got the hell off stage. <laughs> and I sold some T-shirts, a couple of CDs and DVDs, and uh, and then I went back to the hotel and remembered it was Tuesday, and my podcast comes out on Tuesdays, but I forgot what day it was. Oops. So it was 11.30 at night, and I was like, it's still Tuesday, you guys. Uh, I'm uploading the, pod- the podcast right now. I saw that. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. Because okay. yeah. well, Monday, I got out of New York. Just in time, and I usually oh, really upload did. it on Monday. Yeah, I was in. We were supposed to. I was supposed to fly out of New York yesterday. They canceled our flight on Sunday, 
because uh, my husband was with me by then. And um, he said, well, and they've canceled our flight on Tuesday. They, they'll be canceled for days after that. You're not going to make Acme. And so he said, what you could do is we could fly out tomorrow, Monday. And so I, I was like, yeah, that's the smartest idea ever. Yeah. And so I got here a day early. And I wanted to come to open mic because it's the greatest, Acme is the greatest open mic on mm-hmm. Monday nights. But I fell asleep at 6 and didn't wake up until the morning. Oh. So, eh, nice nap. Nice 14-hour nap. That sounds like a dream come true. I know it. I, everybody, everyone I know who has kids is like, I don't think I've slept 14 hours in a week. <laughs> I, I'm not kidding. My daughter yesterday said to me, we were talking about time uh, oh uh because one of my daughters had her first sleepover last weekend okay so we were getting uh we were hearing about that and then uh and then my older daughter megan who's eight she was talking about the times she sleeps and she goes yeah i mean i only get 10 hours of sleep a night does she yeah oh that's awesome 10 hours she's she's gonna end up being six feet tall because that's when you do your growing. Your sleeping time is growing. Holy I like a nice eight, ten hour night. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. Sure. I would love that. Yeah, I'm sure you would. Like, you know that if I did what you do, I would be going to bed in about an hour. Right? Because you have to get up at the crack of dawn. Because yeah. of radio. Before the crack of dawn. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. Crazy I'm talk. jealous of that. But uh, hey, since I brought up my daughter and I've, I've been trying to get her into comic books she loves reading the like sunday you know the sunday funnies sure sure comic she, strips yeah she always grabs it does out she of like hand. to read other stuff too like prose mm-hmm. yeah like captain underpants or whatever mm-hmm. kids are reading yeah. right now yeah not, yeah uh, yeah i think a I lot think of poop jokes <laughs> makes you want to go mm, keep writing and uh but what eight-year-old doesn't love, love poop. points out uh, jokes to me in these comics that are funny i love oh, good. it good that's it, awesome love it love it so she 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 likes she likes to laugh she what comic strips does she read? Oh, boy. It's the one, you know, whatever's in the St. Paul paper here. You know, there's like... Um, Mark Trail? No. No. no Tell me what she's reading. Geez, I hope not. <laughs> is she reading... Um, uh, uh, what is it, like, For Better or For Worse, I think, is one of them. Um, wow. Yeah. Is she secretly a 67-year-old woman? I don't know. Um, so that if she fine. Right, right. No, no. It's, uh, they're very, they're very stoic. But here's the thing, uh, I, uh, and I didn't. We talked about this briefly before we were recording today, and I didn't tell you this story. I went to. Um, she was sick last summer, and when whenever I was sick as a kid, my dad would always buy me like a little. My parents normally my dad would buy me like a little gift, like a passive pack of baseball cards. Oh, a trinket. Or, yeah, or because you're col- stuck in coloring book. Yeah, because you're stuck book, in bed. Yeah, you're stuck at home in bed. So I thought I'm going to do that. I'm going to bring. You know, I'm going to continue this tradition in the family, and I'm going to get my daughter something. So I went to a comic book store. I think the only one still in town. And uh, here, yeah, no, no, there's a couple. You're good. Anyway, go in St. Paul at least. Oh, fair enough. Um, so I went in there and went to the kids section, found the uh, My Little Pony comic books. Okay. And when I brought them up to pay for them, the guy's like, "All right, enjoy." And I went, "Thanks." And then I walked out and realized, I think this guy thinks I'm one of these bronies. Yeah, yeah. He must have thought it was for you. <laughs> he thought it yeah. was for me. But yeah. anyway, I brought those home, and she couldn't have been less interested. So she's not, does she watch My Little Pony on TV? No, and I thought she was more into that, and I was wrong. Right, Only had some of the toys. Oh, So she I was a... wrong there, and I'm not going and back And she might there. just like horses. Could be. Right. It might not be a My Little Pony thing. It might yeah. be a, a, a horse thing. So for t- two reasons, I'm not going back to buy more of My Little Pony. Right, right, because that guy, <laughs> that guy now thinks you're a brony. Back from more, but, huh? And uh, there's no, no wrong 
with uh, nothing wrong with bronies, man. They're not. That's people give uh, give shit to guys that are like forty five years old, who, and it's not the My Little Pony guys they give shit to. You know the the perv jokes. The there's always an ice cream joke, ice cream truck joke for some forty five year old guy who's like, oh look, there's children enjoying uh, being children, and that's they're true. like, hey perv, that's very and you're true. like. No, those, those are children enjoying life. Yeah. Everyone gets to enjoy that. And everyone gets to say, oh, toddlers are adorable and not want to fuck them. Yes. Uh, that you doesn't... So. Stop going there yeah. is what I would like the American public to do. <laughs> is stop thinking that every 50-year-old dude who doesn't have kids wants to screw your kid. That's, he might yes. just be enjoying ute. Mm-hmm. Ute is actually quite attractive mm-hmm. because of uh, they're not cynical and they're yeah. climbing. And yes. they're very... They're super... Uh, they, they they fall down, they get up, and, and you think, oh, I wish I could do that. Yeah. Oh, my hip hurts. Anyway, but uh, it's like that. So what I would say is find out what, what cartoon TV shows she does watch. And because there's a whole, there's racks and racks of kid ones. Yeah. There's racks and racks of Tiny Toons and... Um, there's Archie stuff. There's there's all the old ones are still there. I, there's quite a few Archie ones, and I looked at those. But I don't. Know if there's gonna... adult Archie, but oh. then there's but then if she's eight, yeah, she's already kind of tweeny, so she probably knows like Archie, like Betty and Veronica and Archie that drama. That's good stuff for kids. Yeah, and you know, uh, she is into that already. Yeah, so yeah. that's yeah. So she might like that, and then the Tiny Toon stuff, and the uh, if she likes any sort of superhero stuff, there's there's Kid Thor, and there's Kid Spider. There's not Kid, but uh, Spider Man for kids, Spider Man for Thor. But make sure it's the kid ones. Yeah, because there there are not that the adult Thor and Spider Man are adult. It's just they're more. They're not particularly silly. And eight, I wonder if she would like Runaways. It's a little dark. I would go more ten. Ten or eleven. What's Runaways that? is, um, the premise is the greatest. All kids think, it, the log line is, all kids think at some point that their parents are supervillains. These kids, their parents are. And it's a story of these six kids whose parents are supervillains. And they find out and they're like, well, we have to stop them. And then they kill them. Uh, so they don't oh. kill them, but the the people that are running the supervillains are like, no, we wanted to give you the world, and because uh, they're supervillain, but they're also parents. Yeah. So they're like, we this is we've been supervillains so that you can have the world. The world could be yours, and the kids are like, yeah, we don't want the world on these grounds. We would like to. <laughs> yes, I want that sweater, but you don't have to sacrifice a young prostitute for it. So, not great for eight. Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, Joss okay. Whedon wrote uh, a nice arc of that, but I think it was Dan Slott who wrote the original. Mm. But it, there are, yeah, there are really good kids uh, ones. There was, a, a guy just gave me one called Pix. SpongeBob, so there's a SpongeBob SquarePants one that's mm-hmm. pretty fun. Yeah. And silly in good times. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure there's a Lego one. I'm sure there's a Frozen you know, I mean, if she's into that Disney princess crap, I wouldn't encourage it. Uh, but I was going to say uh, that you took the words out of my mouth. I'm, I'm let everyone else can encourage that, but really, yeah, that, that phase seems to have passed already. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, you know, I have one of my nieces for the longest time wanted the Barbie when she was like six, seven, eight, and at first I was like. I'm not gonna get her a Barbie. It'd be, I mean, but it's not like getting her like a crack pipe. It's just a Barbie. And yeah. you think about it with kids, they're like, that's the thing she wants. If I'm gonna buy her a present, buy her a present that she will enjoy. Yeah. Don't buy her 
the Hardy Boys. She's not going to want it. Yeah. And so I got her a, 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 a Barbie, and she was uh, quite pleased with it. And, <laughs> you know, when you think about get the kid what they kind of want and, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, try to lean towards those American Girl dolls. First of all, they're a million dollars. Yeah. But um, they're also a little educational and kind of neat. Yeah. I, they Thankfully, uh, grandparents are good mm. for the... Uh, Oh the my American gosh. Girl doll gifts. Yeah, yeah, I don't my, have to take my, care of that. My tax preparer lady, she um she's like all of my friends are constantly like, should I get the girls? She has two little girls. She's like, what should I get the girls for their birthday? And she said, $10 gift certificates to American Girl. And so they collect them all year long oh. for every holiday from all of her friends and like, you know, there might be six or seven friends who give them $10 gift cards. Yeah. So by the end of the year, each of the kids has about 300 bucks in gift cards. And um, then they go to the American Girl doll store and they get to buy like a doll and a carriage and some clothes because it's $300 mm-hmm. worth of crap. Yeah. And she said that they went to, and it's the Grove in L.A. So it's full of just haircuts, just a pile of tool bags and haircuts. <laughs> so they go to the a Grove and they go to the American Girl doll store and the kids are acting up. And they're excited, and she's like, I get it, I get it. But, like, three hours later, the kids are still being, and they're being jackasses to each other. So they're driving home, and she finally has it, has had it. And and I can't remember the actual incident, but the kids were doing so. It wasn't just shenanigans, right? Sure. It wasn't just kids acting up. It was, they were being genuinely mean or terrible in some way. Because she goes, well, now we are driving directly to Goodwill. And you are both going to give up one item from American Girl that you just bought. And everyone I've told that story is like, what? She did. She just threw away 50 bucks. And she said, no, they're gift cards, you know, and the kids have to know that there are consequences. And, uh, oh, that's right. Yeah. And so she, she, uh, and so they go and the older girl gives away this carriage that she had bought for her doll okay and the younger girl just gave away an outfit and uh, the younger girl's like i'm keeping all the cool stuff yeah right you get one outfit gone and uh, she's like with the bonnet anyway but uh yeah it's so expensive i wonder if i could just threaten my kids with that story that's a great story it's a great threatening story (laughs) it should get them on the straight and narrow and uh, yeah, it's Did a good you hear story. About these one kids, these one kids had to give away their stuff. <laughs> and uh, I know you get a lot of stuff. <laughs> oh, they do have too much freaking stuff. But oh. then again, so do I. Exactly. Don't we all? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yes. Especially, I moved in the last year, so it, it all gets right in front of your face when. All right, you didn't you didn't purge when you moved? Not a, no, not really. Not a oh. Move. In fact, it's always a good sign. Yeah. In it's fact, good... my uh, my buddy is still living in the place that I you know. I'm, He's still living in the place that I moved out of, yep. my friend, which means I still have stuff in the basement. Oh, so you still left stuff there. Yeah. A few. Things. That's hilarious. Yeah. I, I have left some stuff. I have two, three siblings who live here in Minneapolis, yeah. and I have stuff in two of their like closets. Mm-hmm. And it's mostly just old CDs, like circus people and bread, but whatever. Yeah, eventually, I'm, until, he, until he moves out of there, then I'll be forced to go get that stuff. Other than right. that. Right. It's staying. 
It's yep. my police thing. I want to talk to you more about uh, your podcast, The Dork Forest. Dork on Dork Dialogue. Dork and Dork. And here is what I do. I went on your awesome website. Oh, nice. JackieCation.com. That's right. Or and DorkForest.com. Do you know what else I bought? FamilyPetAncestry.com. Because it made me laugh. <laughs> and all FamilyPetAncestry.com does is point you to JackieCation.com. Because <laughs> it made me laugh. That's perfect. I know. It was funny. So... Uh, we were talking briefly beforehand about, uh, you know, people being on the dork forest and, you know. And what they dork out about? And what yeah. they dork out about. And do you know about that before? You obviously you do know. I do a little bit of a pre-production sheet where I'm just like, well, you have to pick something. Because I've done it where I haven't. People, the one of the worst, scariest things is when someone goes, I'm a dork about so many things. You know, I don't need to give you any specifics. And I'm like, no. No, you need to give me some specifics, even if it's just three topics. Yeah. You know, I mean, some of the best episodes are the ones where someone talks about one topic forever. The other uh, the other one is if we intensely talk about, you know, it's there's perfectly good episodes like this week's episode is with Bridget Everett. And she talks about three things that are all linked together to some extent. And she talks about them intensely. <laughs> So the dork force, you just talk about a thing that you love. That's yeah. all it is. And it can be comic books. It can be video games. It can be science fiction. But it, what it, all, it has to be, like Bridget Everett talks about Barry Manilow and Richard Simmons and the movie Rudy. Uh, but I've also had like Kamau Bell talked about Rocky Two. And he broke down the movie Rocky Two almost Rocky scene, two specifically. Specifically and scene by scene. Holy. Rhea Butcher talked about the Back to the uh, Future movies, all three of them. Uh, Beth Schumann talked about um, mushrooms, foraging for edible mushrooms, and not dying, and how you do that. And that was fantastic and hilarious. Now, are you and doing research before they come on? Are I you, do no research. That's the yeah. All it is is you don't want to well, want to know just what you already know. Or well, it's it's in, it's enthusiasm, you yeah. know, and. Um, like Will Miles, one of the upcoming episodes with this comic out of uh, New York named Will Miles. Okay. Not Willie Miles, who is a comic who lives here. See Willie Miles. See Willie Miles. That's right. See Willie Miles. Yeah. And um, this guy's name is just Will Miles, and his dorkdom is romantic comedies. Well, we end up just dorking out about romantic comedies because I love romantic comedies because <laughs> I'm a girl. Yeah. He uh, is a 32-year-old black man, and you don't think of that guy uh -huh. as a huge fan of romantic no. comedies. But Will Miles, one of the sweetest gentlemen you've ever he's, he's almost emo in his, in his sweetness. Oh. And his stand-up is great. He's yeah. a great comic. But, um, and then, you know, like uh, Suli McCullough, he's a great comic. Um, he does a lot of writing. He still does the road, but... Uh, he does a lot of writing for like uh, award shows and stuff like that. He collects sneakers, like Nikes, hmm. and fancy sneakers. And there's a secondary market, which I did not know. Yes, and there's a, it's crazy talk. Yes. And so I mean, it, it could be about anything. Tony Sam uh, loves fish. He talked about uh, saltwater fish for for an hour. Do you remember how much? Uh, what's the most he has spent on shoes? The uh, oh, hundred. I think he. I think he doesn't buy them in the secondary market. He gets them. Like $160. Oh, okay. Yeah. And Jimmy Pardo dark dorked out for an entire hour about the band Chicago. Now that I'm not surprised to hear. No, no one. <laughs> see, if you know some of these people, Lorraine Newman, she talked, here's surprising, wow. talked about dubstep. What? Yeah. First of all, she's 61. Yeah. Second of all, it's dubstep. Nobody likes dubstep. 
but she does, and she has always liked dubstep, what? and I didn't even know what dubstep was. No. Um, that is crazy. Jared Logan, New York comic, talked about the Renaissance. Um, Jesse Case talked about typewriters, old-timey typewriters. I, there's so, I know you've had people on that I have been lucky enough to have yeah. on this podcast, like Eddie Pepitone. Hockey. Really? He talked about, I know, unforeseen that he would like hockey. Because huh. it's so masculine testosterone beat each other with sticks kind of thing. But that's what he loves about it. Really surprising. Yeah, so if you like Eddie Pepitone, yeah. you... Uh, by the way, you can two ways to really find the dork forest of your dreams yeah. is you Google the word dork forest with a comic that you love or a dorkdom that you love. Oh, there you go. So you can yeah, do yeah. Uh, dork forest hockey and Eddie Pepitone would come up. Dork forest wrestling, Andy Peters and Mike Schmidt would come up or any number of people because I've done several. I do see there's, because I, I have a list of some of your shows here, I do see there was a My Little Pony show. Oh, that guy was great. And then, but Proops did the history of baseball. Oh, which wow. was hilarious. Awesome. And, and all personalities. Yeah. Because he's proops. And, uh, and he also <laughs> did an uh, 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 ancient history one that was amazing. Wow. Yeah. He's, Tom Rhodes, he's been on uh, No Laugh Track. Yep, Tom Rhodes is great. Um, Mike Kaplan. Mike Kaplan is a bit of a wordsmith. Uh, did a lot of... Doug, Doug Mallard did um, Magnum P.I., the TV show Magnum P.I. I have a buddy that freaking worships that show. Oh, yeah. uh, Helen McCarthy, anime. She's an anime historian. She did uh, romance novels, Regency romance novels like Jane Austen and Georgette Heyer. That Sean was, Patton. He like did him. New Orleans. It's fitting. Uh, Will Anderson. Love him. He did, um, I think it was football. I forget what oh, it was. Oh, no, I have it here. Batman. Ba- oh, it was Will. Batman. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. What, uh, I- I'm curious. What's your favorite romantic comedy? Or Oh, I of? have, um, I really enjoy, like, I love the old ones, right? I mean, His Girl Friday and Bringing Up Baby. And uh, there's, a, there's one called Holiday that is a lesser known. It's uh, Cary Grant and Catherine Hepburn. And it's from 1939, which was a hell of a year. It's like that's the year Gone with the Wind came out. And I mean, it was like a year of amazing, but it's a very great romantic comedy. His Girl Friday and Bringing a Baby are more slapsticky, and okay. it happened one night with Clark Gable. Yeah. Um, and then, so those are the 30s and 40s. I love those. And then the ones in the 50s and 60s, I like the, the um, uh, Doris Day ones with Rock Hudson, like uh, um, Lover Come Back. And um, my, oh, and my favorite wife is a great one with. Uh, I think there was a remake done with with James, who played Maverick, James, oh, James Garner. James Garner, yeah. yeah. But the the original one with Cary Grant is better. Oh, okay. And then, um, and then in the seventies, there was one. There was a terrible movie that I thoroughly enjoyed with Warren Beatty and Barbara Streisand, where he played a boxer. That's a terrible movie that I thoroughly enjoyed. Hmm. I really liked Annie Hall, even though that guy uh, creeps me out now. And then it's a very funny movie. It's a very funny movie. And then in the eighties, yeah, like I could go by decade is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of like currently, I really love. Uh, there were two two movies: Two Weeks Notice and Music and Lyrics, written and directed by the same guy. Hugh Grant stars in both of them. Oh, yeah. And one is with uh, Drew Barrymore and one is with Sandra Bullock. And they're both adorable. And they're both a mess. A little bit messy. And then he made one with Sarah, uh, Hugh Grant and Sarah Jessica Parker that was terrible. The worst. What's the one with Hugh Grant where he works at the bookstore, Julie Roberts? 
Oh, Julia Roberts? I yeah. don't know that one. Uh, that sounds b- awesome. B- 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 I can't think of that one. I, I, do, I do love a Hugh Grant movie. Darn it. What is the name of that? He's got a roommate, and she's... A, isn't it Julia Roberts? It's going to kill me. Everyone's oh, yelling at uh, her. You've got mail? No. No, no, you've got mail. You've got mail is so funny because he's so, and that's Tom Hanks, right. and um, he's so manipulative because he lies to her for the entire movie, and then she finds out it's him, and she's like, "You are so crazy." Yes, let's get married, <laughs> and it's so stalkery and weird. Yeah. It's proof that that it's only stalker when you aren't attracted to the person. Clearly, yeah. It's it's uh-huh. only like when my husband brought roses to my apartment one night late at night after he had seen a show that I did, I thought it was adorable. But if I hadn't liked him, I would have been like, huh, weirdo, yeah, right. weirdo. Right. What's he doing? And uh so but it was it was just Oh yeah, John Roy, I don't know if you know him, mm-hmm. but he um he did Warhammer. Which are those little figurines that that you paint and and it was amazing. Wow. Jay Moore, Ken Jennings, who was on Jeopardy. Jeopardy, he did geocaching. So yeah, which is where you hide things and find things around the world. Does he do that? Yeah, successfully. Yeah, he loves that. He loves playing that game. Yeah. There's boxing. Judah Friedlander did ping pong, hilariously. I hear he's a world champion. He is the world champion in almost everything. And uh, Matt Mira did James Bond. I mean, it just goes on. It's it can be anything, right? The, right? One of the next upcoming episodes is also with this guy named Sean Crespo, who did Dune, the book Dune, all of the books forever. Talked about the and it was awesome. Wow! Like it's kind of cool when somebody really gets into something. And then Paige Branson, this woman um, who's a great artist, a young young artist, she did Sailor Moon. Which I've never known anything about, and uh, who knew? Who knew? Wow. Sailors, not really, because <laughs> it's anime. And uh... I, uh, I before I forget, I want to bring this up. Something I watched that you were on this morning. I mean, I watched it this morning. I don't know when the heck what was it, it was filmed. And uh, I actually laughed out loud several times. It was some little ten-minute thing of you talking with other people about General Hospital. The oh, heck right. Was that. It's a weird panel show that I just did. Yeah. Where it was three people, like two people that were... Pardo does, does has a couple of those, too. Yeah, I saw and, that. I didn't um, watch it, but I saw he was on it, yeah. And, yeah, I don't know, this really nice woman, Nancy, who is a, plays like this amazing heartthrobby lady uh, on General Hospital. Very attractive. I don't know if I don't know Super her. Fox, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. It's, uh, yeah. Uh, clearly, a lot of core work being done, some sit-ups, at, and uh, obviously. right, not a lot of pasta being consumed uh, without guilt. And uh, so she, yeah, she, uh, her, her management or production team for this thing. It's just a web series talking about General Hospital with people who've ever watched it. So you do watch it? I used, I haven't, I have watched it. I haven't watched it in years, and so I did a bunch of research, and I was like, "Let's do this," and it was very fun and very weird. Yeah. And I was like, "I'm on board. I'll do it." I mean, because I, quite honestly, I just want to, I just want to play dress up, sure. and hang out. Yeah. You know, that's why you go into show business is because you want to play. So it was you and another comic, uh, Jen Kober. Yeah, Jen Kober, mm-hmm. who I had uh, not really met, but I'd heard of her for years, of course. And she was awesome, and she had a sweater vest, which made me laugh. I was like, you're just going to wear that sweater vest? Because, <laughs> I, I mean, I have no leg to stand on. I was wearing some weird, but it was <laughs> silk. It was a silk shirt, and I brought a different one for each episode. Anyway. 
So it was, it was super good. fun. I, she, I was, thought, she was hilarious. Yeah, I thought I would watch. It was about ten minutes long. I thought I'd just get the gist of it, maybe a minute yeah. or two. I ended up watching the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, that, was, that, was, that was actually pretty good. Bet Washburn's uh, special was just like that. He he had a, he shot a special here yeah. that David Crow is editing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's out yet, but I got to see before it was color corrected or something. So it was like a rough. Yeah, it was a the hour, but it was it wasn't all done done. Yeah. Um, I was like, I just wanted to see wh- how he shot his because I was about to shoot mine. Okay. And I thought, well, I'm just going to watch a couple of minutes. And then you, you realize, oh, Ben Washburn's really good at this. Uh, I'm going to watch the entire show, yeah. possibly twice, <laughs> which I've watched it twice. Wow. It was so good. Yeah. He's super funny. He is super funny. Yeah. Love him. We're in a golden age of comedy. I think so. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, I didn't say this earlier, but I... Uh, I was going to ask you because I know that you know you're you're always out on either on the road or hanging out in L- L.A. where you live and going to you know like the, like you've described these shows where you're doing ten minutes hanging out with you know all these other comics yeah yeah and I was going to ask you if there are some names of people that I haven't maybe heard of yet that that you already have your eye on as somebody they really like and then. Before you even answer that, I, so the, I that's something I thought I'd ask. I'm gonna leap ahead, right. Jared Logan, and then. Um, so that was something I was thinking about yesterday, and then I find that article about this guy saying like, uh, you know, hey, and then there's these comics like Aaron Foley oh, the and women, Jackie K- yeah. Cation, who you know she she did this really funny special, and you know, yet and, she's and nobody cares. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. I'm not saying that, but no, no, well, but right. I mean, you read it up the flagpole. The whole industry, and probably. Every industry is like this. I mean, probably there are gifted, gifted plumbers who don't get the recognition that yeah. they deserve, right? Because they can't get the work yeah. or something. That's true in comedy, you know? I mean, you just, you tell, you write jokes, you tell jokes, and you hope someone cares. And um, it was just so weird that, you know, 24 hours ago, I was going to ask you to give me names of people that are, you know. Oh, because you were like, well, clearly people love you. And I am actually, I was thinking about this. I was like, you know, I'm pretty. I'm I'm sitting pretty good right now. I mean, this my career has gone very well in the last year. I'm still a pretty good, well kept secret in show business, mm-hmm. but I think that I'm uh, I'm known within the industry more oh. than outside of it. I I, I agree. Yeah, because I, I I I think that that I'm a well kept secret because people consistently come up to me and they're like, "You were really funny. Uh, I've never heard of you." And I was like, well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. And nobody's ever heard of me. Yeah. So don't worry about it. And, uh, and here's a sticker so that now you know what my name is. <laughs> and, uh, right. So, but, but there, there's a, so many great young comics that are coming up that you've never heard of. There's, yeah. a, there's a guy in L.A. called Jake Wiseman. Okay. Called? He's also named that. That's his name. Yeah, I don't know who this uh, is. Jake Wiseman, very, very funny man. Uh, Dave Ross, uh, he's getting good attention. Oh, and and then, uh, but Jared Logan out of New York, really smart, funny guy. Yeah. And um, and then there's like Brandy Posey, and like Kate Berlant. Everyone should know who Kate Berlant is. Everyone should know who there's there's well, uh, I mean, I wish you should have given me this. I would have come up with a list. I'm sorry. Uh, because. <laughs> There's a whole bunch out of San Francisco that are amazing. Yeah. Like, you go to a town uh, of any size, right? And you'll meet three comics out of the dozen. And Minneapolis is huge for this. Yeah. Like, Minneapolis churns out great comics every three years. Oh, yeah. Like, where you're like, w- w- you should be famous. Yeah. And um, things are pretty hot here right now, yeah. in my opinion. Things are going. Yeah. Well, I think Lewis has built an amazing. Um, 
And what I like about it is that it's a tiny empire, but it's the ripples are very uh, significant. Absolutely. Because he does things that other cities don't do, which is unfortunate in the fact that he doesn't care if you work the weird weekend rooms out in the... If you were an MC or a feature in other cities, you can't work the other clubs mm-hmm. because they get mad. They're like, oh, you're... You're cheating you should, on me. You're cheating on me. And yeah. you're like... But no one's coming to see the MC or the feature. And everyone needs the most stage time in the world mm-hmm. to get better at what they do. Mm-hmm. And then if you're a headliner, Lewis has told me, and I don't know if this is still the policy, just give them six months on either side. Like if you want to do the House of Comedy out at the Mall of America or Joke Joint, I guess, or whatever, you know, something like that. You know, like as if your fan base, because you should, you know, every six months you should probably have a new 10 minutes. I mean, if you're writing enough. Yeah. Um, and there are years when I don't. I mean, there are years when and I don't mean to judge because there there are years when I don't produce as much as I am right now. I'm I'm writing a lot right now. Um, I don't know why. Uh, it's nice, it and uh, but the yeah, it's there's so much comedy here and in every city that it's just it's wonderful to see it. The hell is her name? Kelly Anakin. <laughs> Kelly Anakin out of San Francisco. Really funny, really smart. Anakin like Skywalker Anakin. Mm, two N's and a K E N. Okay. A lot of E's. Right. More E's. All right. And less I's. And uh <laughs> nice Star Wars reference. And sure. But I'm wearing my new Star Wars shirt today, by the way. Oh, very nice. Yeah. It has Darth Maul I'm, on it. I'm wearing my at midnight t shirt. Oh yeah. yeah. How like, many times have you been on that? Twice. But twice. once for real and once in the can. I'm I'm a I'm an emergency episode. If uh, oh. Chris ever falls over in a heap. Uh, or if for some reason the feed doesn't work, uh, I'd like to be on again. Bart, are you listening? Anyway, so uh, yeah, I'd like to be on as many times as Ron Funches. Ron Funches is on all the time. I love Ron Funches. He's really good on that. He's really good He's on really it. Good He's on really good. He's really good. Yeah, and super charming. Yeah, like disturbingly charming. Like you just want to follow him around like the Pied fucking bar- Piper, and you're just like, what are you doing now, Ron? Yeah. You thinking about getting a sandwich? I'll get a sandwich with you. And uh, <laughs> you know, he's just he, super nice. One of his appearances on At Midnight led me to my phone, to Twitter, to follow him on yeah. Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it that'll works. do it. Oh, it totally works. It works. Yeah, the Ute our lists are watching At Midnight a great deal. Yeah, I don't normally. Uh, that's and the hashtag time. When the hashtag game is a super fun hashtag game. My favorite is Karen Kilgariff. Do you know Karen Kilgariff? I know the name. She is uh, she's a head writer on uh, Ellen, and she wrote. She had she writes on sitcoms. She's usually she's at sort of that level of of head writer now. Okay. So, sitcoms and talk shows and award show kind of writer kind of thing. But she also is a guitar comic, and uh, yeah. which are not words that anyone ever says uh, nicely. No, but not, she not is normally. the original. Like, before she started learning the guitar, her and Marilyn Ricecub had a, in the late 90s, early 2000s, they had a, a duo that they called the, the Girls, the Girl gu- uh, Guitar girl guitar Club, I think it was called. Okay. And sh- she played the guitar just okay. Well, 10 years later, she's really good at guitar. She has an album out that Greg Barrett produced, and um, just hilarious. There's a... Uh, it's called Behind You is the name of this EP, and it's probably six songs, and it's on Bandcamp. Uh, Karen Kilgariff, two Ks. And uh, my favorite song, one of my favorite songs is this thing, If You Have a Minute, Look at Your Phone. Uh, 
uh, is a great song. Okay. Another one is, I think it's called Behind You, and it's all about how Jesus is everywhere. Oh, my God, he's behind you. And uh, <laughs> she's got like five great, I mean, they're just all great. So if you get a chance. <laughs> I like that. Hey, they just announced the, uh, there's going to be the all-female Ghostbusters. Yeah, it's terrifying. Some people are terrified at the idea of, of, of some amazing writing, like the work of Ghostbusters being recreated. I'll t- I will say this. Ghostbusters, not broken. Uh, no need to do it again. Why don't you write something new for those people? But uh, whatever. Yeah. I mean, if you want to do a, 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 another ghost, it's just essentially episodic. Yeah. You know, I don't think it's going to be the same script. It can't possibly be the same it script. It better not be, right? But it doesn't make any sense. No. Because you're like, well, first of all, it isn't the 80s in New York. No. It's a post-9-11 world, my friends. And so Ghostbusters. And there are so many people who love ghosts, like f- think ghosts are real. And I'm not saying ghosts aren't real. Ghosts can be real, you guys. It's all good. Anyway, so. Um, Has that ever been anyone dorked them? Ghosts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I had Jen Kirkman and Karen Rontowski on talking about ghosts and UFOs, and it was awesome. Karen Rontowski had an, an, an iPhone app, and uh, it was a ghost radar. It's called Ghost Radar. Oh, come on. And she said, you don't want me to turn this on in here, come though, on. because it'll show if there's any ghosts here, and that you, you'd be scared. And I said, no, go for it. Yeah. I'm okay. Uh-huh. And, uh, and so she turns on the app, <laughs> and Jen Kirkman goes, Oh my God, he's right behind me. There's a ghost behind me. And then the the app will say a word. And the word said red. And Jen Kirkman, I believe I'm quoting this correctly, said, I have a red sweater in my car. How did it know? And you're like, well, how did it know? <laughs> and the, th- the thing about the dork forest is it's a safe space, right? You can't make fun of people's yeah. dorkdoms. Right. That's why they come on the show is so that they can celebrate the thing that they love. So I didn't make fun yeah. of them. And, you said uh, red. Was that R-E-D or R-E-A-D? <laughs> how do I tie this in? <laughs> right. How do I make it something that I'm doing? Yes. And uh, make I read ghost. a red book. Yes, I read a red book. All right. Well, I don't know how much. I shouldn't take up too much more of your time. So, what you said, you're selling stuff at the shows right now? Yeah, yeah. I've got the Dork Forest T-shirts, uh, Ranger of the Dork Forest, and then I've got the two red, and, uh, brown, and green Dork Forest that have the quote from the Lord of the Rings in Elvish, and nice. uh, and a, and a, a sim- the Rebel Alliance symbol without the cop- benefit of copyright. Yeah. yeah. And a D12, uh-huh. and um, and then the other one is just a it's a, everything coming out of the forest. It's a bunch of dorkdoms and stuff, and. This will. When will this go up? Right, right now. Today, yes. Today it'll just go up. Yes. So this week I'm here at Acme, Mm -hmm. and I recommend people uh, come on out and see uh, the stand-up comedy of Jackie Cation because uh, I don't know. I've been doing it a long time. Pretty proud of it. Uh, So I talk. Home club. He's still called the uh, home club. Home club. Yeah. So fun. This is this is the week a year that I genuinely look forward to, and um, you know it's it's it's. It's important that I come here with some new material, but people like to hear the old material a little bit, so I try to do some of that. Next month, I'm um, I'm doing I'm doing more opening. Maria Bamford, also Minnesotan, right? Love her. She's great. I've, I've been uh, opening for her a, a fair amount, and she's I'm going to Oklahoma City with her, and Overland Park, Kansas, okay. and then Nashville and Vancouver. That's weird. And then I'm opening for Brian Regan wow. in California. Uh, that's all of February. So if you go to JackieCation.com and just look at my schedule, 
It's mostly updated, I think. And then I'm down in uh, Texas in March doing Cap City. Oh, yeah. Which, with Rich Miller, also Minnesota. Yes. I've met Rich. Sure, I'm sure he thinks of himself as a Philly guy. Uh, but uh, he's lived here longer. Yeah. <laughs> have you worked, uh, Brian Regan, have you worked with him before? Yeah, this uh, this last year I worked with him for the first time ever. And uh, five five weekends. It was amazing to get to watch Brian Regan work. Yeah. Because the audiences, they're all theaters now, right? Right. So they're 2,500 to 3,000 people coming to see Brian Regan. Yeah. And... And you mean coming to see Brian Regan. Right. They're coming to see Sitting, him. bringing their children, because Brian doesn't write anything. He doesn't swear. No. Just in general, right? Yeah. He just doesn't think about swearing. Mm-hmm. I've heard him swear. His face works in that way. Sure. It's if, like if, I've heard uh, Louis Anderson say fuck. And Kermit, Not on stage. Kermit, right. And Kermit Apio yeah. will occasionally swear. Mm-hmm. And Kermit Apio opens for him as well. And has oh, for years. Yeah, I think. that's right. Yep. And uh, but this is my first year doing it, and it was a treat to watch him because he'll work a room of twelve hundred to three thousand people like I would uh, a two hundred and twenty room, and he works on new material because it's the only place where you can work on new material in front of three thousand people that have come to see him. Crazy, crazy. And he's just larger than life, and it's just beautiful watching him craft these these jokes and. And people bring their children. There's a nine-year-old sitting in the front row. And I'm like, that ticket cost $55. What are you, nuts? Yikes. And, and the kids, and everyone loves it. Everyone loves it because it's, his stand-up is genuinely for everyone. Yeah. Like, it's smart and silly and fun for adults, but it's silly and fun for kids. Yeah. So you can bring your 10-year-old and they'll be psyched. But it's... It's adult content. I mean, it's weird to me because they're a little dark, because he, and he likes dark, and he doesn't. The only thing his manager told me when when they hired me, they said, you know, we don't care if you swear or do sex and 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 bodily function stuff. Brian doesn't do it, so you can't. People come expecting not to hear that stuff, so you can't really do it when you're opening for him. Yeah. And I was like, that's fine. Oh yeah. Because the guy was really funny. He said, so ninety percent of your act is clean, right? And I said. Yeah, I, I, mostly, yeah, I guess. And he goes, the other 10%, you could... And I said, yeah, my face is attached to the rest of my brain. And I can do whatever you want. And I said, do you really want me to open for Brian Regan for real? And he goes, yeah. And I said, well, this is neat. Yeah. I'm in. Uh-huh. I'm on board. That's awesome. It's been really great. It's Congrats. a learning experience watching the guy work. I bet. I bet. I bet. Does he give it? Does he give advice? Oh, does he give it? No, blessedly he doesn't. Uh, <laughs> I haven't asked him for any. And so I'm sure if I asked him for some, he'd be confused and go, well, oh, there's an episode of him on the Dork Forest. We did uh, when we were driving from Portland to Seattle at like one in the morning. We recorded an episode of the Dork Forest about how much he, he he's obsessed with how people line up, how they queue up how they stand in lines. He said, I will go to a Wendy's any day over a McDonald's. And first of all, you want to say, why would you go to either? What, what are you? Made a, what, what, how's your constitution? And uh, he said he loves Wendy's because it has the snake the, line. Yeah, they do. And, and you know you're going to be fourth. Whatever, however fast each... And in McDonald's, you get behind the register. Are you ready? And then you have to do that awkward... Was it me well, or you well, or you no, or me? No, no, the fourth... Yeah, and the, the, the mess of a line where the lines aren't real. Yeah. He that that just it literally he has line anxiety, and I got so many emails from people going, "I'm 
psyched he talked about that because I didn't know what to call it. Yeah. <laughs> Line anxiety. anxiety. I like this. Yeah. Finally, I do want to have you mention okay. one more thing, if you don't mind. Your uh, your brush with fame with... Uh, the In the last couple of weeks, that yeah. la- the thing. Yeah. yeah. it's I did a show. Tom Papa did a, a movie with um, Matt Damon on HBO called the Behind the Candelabra yeah. about Liberace. And he became friends with Matt Damon. And so I did a show probably two months ago now. Still exciting to meet Matt Damon. Got to meet Matt Damon. And um, when I met Matt, I followed. It was, I mean, it was a crazy lineup. It was It was because Tom Papa had written these, like, radio plays. And in between each of the sort of old-timey fake radio plays, there was stand-up. And it was me, Steve Agee, and Dana Gould doing sets. Oh, and... That's so sad. I'm so sorry. Paul? Paul Donkey? Dang it. Anyway, but um, four of us doing sets, and but then there'd be these sketches, and the sketches were with Steve Agee and Tom Papa, Matt Damon, Andy Richter, and Joel McHale yeah. from The Soup. Yeah. And so the five of them would get up and do these sketches, and they did the first one, and then Tom goes, and now a little stand-up comedy from... Your first comic, Jackie Cation. And so I go out, and it's, you know, 300 Hollywood types just sitting there because Matt Damon's in the show and everyone loves Tom Papa. And the other people are very famous and gifted. And it's a, just a neat show, right? Steven Soderbergh, I guess, was in the audience. Wow. Crazy talk. And uh, so I do my set, and I get off stage. And Matt Damon comes up to me and goes, that was really funny. That was that was great. My name's Matt. And I was like, Yeah. And uh, all I could think to say was, as I shook his hand, this is neat, which, of course, (laughs) makes me 107 years old, middle-aged white lady. Anyway, but it was super fun. And then he said, you're from the Midwest. And he said, well, it's been great meeting you. I'm going to go step away from the rest of it. I love it. Mm -hmm. I love it. Well, thank you, Jackie. This has been awesome. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. See you next year, maybe. Damn right. All right. Bye.